right, what's going on, everybody? Uh, welcome back into the Clubhouse Sports Podcast. It's your host, Frank. Uh, and today we have a brand new edition of Garden Party, which, of course, is the segment where we're going to cover the Knicks and the Rangers. And the last segment I did a draft preview, and now we're kind of going to do a draft review for both teams and, of course, free agency for both teams. So I am joined by some very special guests. We have uh, Jonah and Joe. Hello. So right now we have Jonah on the line to talk some Knicks. So I just want to get your thoughts on um, missing out on KD and what that um, meant for you. Missing out on KD when this was supposed to be the year, supposedly. I still believe that if KD never tore his Achilles, he would be in a Knicks jersey right now. But you can't, from the Knicks' perspective, you can't dwell on this now. You missed out on KD and Kyrie, but you didn't. they didn't give out any bad contracts, which is the good part. You have a two-year deal for Julius Randle, that's good. But missing out on KD and Kyrie, them going to Brooklyn hurts. Yeah. I had some time to dwell over it. And I'm excited for the Knicks future. Yeah, so Kevin Durant, I mean, I agree with you that if he never tore his Achilles, um, we would he would be here um, in a Knicks uniform. But uh, it it is what it is, and he's the best player in the world. If James Dolan, I mean, the fact that you weren't going to give him a max contract because of the Achilles is kind of dumb. I mean, I get it's it's going to be hard to come back from, but it's um, – yeah. He's still one of the best players in the world, so that that baffles me. I mean, think about it. If they gave the four-year max to KD and he actually signed, people would still be criticizing the Knicks for signing a guy who tore his Achilles yeah. for $150 million. Yeah, that, that, that's can't true. can't yeah. no, It's a very uh, split fan base, no matter how you, uh, you want to go after it. But um, moving on to the signings the Knicks actually made, um, Julius Randle, three years. 63 million. I just want to get that. Yeah, three That's years, 63 million with a team option for 2020 21. Uh, so, yeah, what do you th- I'll defer to you. What are your thoughts on the signing? And then I'll chime in. The Randall deal was a great deal. I for, for two years plus a team option for the third, he averaged 21 and nine last year, right? Yeah. So, thinking we didn't have a power forward last year, we had Lance Thomas. So, it's obviously an improvement there. We needed him. He's 24. He fits our timeline. And he's great. Yeah, I think I he's, he's, he's the best forward we signed um, in, in for agency. We did go after a few too many forwards. I like the Taj Gibson signing for depth and, you know, veteran experience. But, yeah, um, for Mitch Robinson. Very good. Yeah. So I'm thinking Julius Randle plays the four and Mitch uh, plays the five. And that's oh. – yeah, that's a good that's a good defensive combo. Um, Julius is kind of inconsistent on defense, but um, anyway. Well, he's Mitch there, so yeah, best defender on the team by far. Very true, one of the best defenders, defensive centers in the league. Um, next was Taj Gibson through the uh, Knicks signs, and um, that yeah, that all that comes down to is veteran presence, leadership. Uh, kind of a bench spot, but he is going to contribute. I mean, he's he's averaging twenty and uh, uh, ten and six off the yeah, bench, so not bad. not bad. 
And he, we, it's not like we overpaid him or anything. I mean, he could be a good veteran. Two years, 20 mil team option for the second, so it's not yeah. terrible. I'd yeah, rather have the- I'd rather have him than DeAndre Jordan on that uh, at that oh, money amount. DeAndre got a terrible deal. Yeah, but only signed because he's friends with KD. Terrible. Mm-hmm. He should help with Kyrie on the pick and roll, but that's about it. <clears throat> it's not terrible. Uh, next was Bobby Portis, who uh, I don't know too much about. Do you anything, do you know anything about Bobby Portis? I know he's just kind of a, a young guy who played well for the Wizards and the Bulls. Um, but he's still kind of growing into his own. Well, he shot 39% from three last year, so he could be a great stretch five. Put him there when Mitch is on the bench, you know. Yeah, he got he got about $16 million um, per. So, 15.5, yeah, team mm-hmm. option for the second year. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not terrible. Good six man, maybe. Yeah, and then next is where the shooting comes in, in terms of forwards. Um which was the third, fourth, four, uh, fourth forward we signed now, Reggie Bullock, who is gonna uh, who's gonna offer shooting. Uh, like I said, it's. I mean, they signed him and Wayne Ellington, two shooters, two shooting guards, really. Yeah. When they already had Dotson and Trier, but you know, more shooting, more veterans. You got to get guys like that. Yeah, you got to fill. You got to fill out the bench. You get a full um, And then, like you said, Wayne Ellington was next. Um, I think he's just there to help guys like Dotson, Trier. Yeah, that was he's a that was a two year and from three. He's good. That was a two year, uh, sixteen million dollar contract. Team as, option with a team option, yeah. Um, and he can help with floor spacing too. I think uh, as they one need the, space. They do need space. Got a lot of shoot. And um, Alfred, I like the Alfred Pay- uh, Payton signing, too. The Payton signing was good, but it means they're going to trade Nilakina. So we're just waiting for that trade now. Got yeah. him in DSJ, solid point guards. Frank. <laughs> I think if I think if Payton ever could, they might accept his team option for next year because he averaged like 12, 7, and 5 in New Orleans. So. Mm-hmm. So. He had a good uh, season. Uh, well, I uh, – there was questions whether he was going to start uh, or stay in, in New Orleans, but then they kind of um, f- filled out the um, the rest of the roster after acquiring the Lakers guys. Right, got Lonzo, so Peyton is needed. Mm-hmm. I think Peyton comes off the bench. I don't see him starting over DSJ. DSJ is better. Oh no, no. Um, DSJ. The only thing is, um, he kind of has to hone his game a little bit more. He's kind of a. a He's he's really athletic, and he's but his shooting numbers could go up a little bit, and um, he kind of just needs to be more disciplined when he's um, on the floor. Oh, definitely. That's why they got some of the vets and Coach Fisdale. Yeah. Well, in terms of basketball, not personality. Because oh, yeah. I don't think there's any personality issues with him. But uh, while we're still here, actually, what do you what were your thoughts on the Knicks drafting RJ Barrett? Was he the preferred prospect for you? As a Knicks fan? With the number three pick, definitely. Yeah. I saw reports that they might draft Darius Garland or Kobe White, and I, that was ridiculous. Because R.J. Barrett, he's the clear number three guy, averaged 23 points a game in college. And I think he'll be a great score for us, you know, starting shooting guard. 
Yeah, he could be a, an elite wing at the NBA level. I did on the last Garden Party. I did a uh, a comparison with him and Jared Culver because that Jared Culver would have been the second guy I would want the Knicks to draft. And there were some reports at the time that that was going to go down if RJ wasn't there. But I think RJ was the clear the clear pick at number three because I think he's going to have a better career than Culver or any of the other guys besides Zion. Yes, yeah, he has a very high ceiling. Mm-hmm. Very high upside. And he's a big. He's a big kid too, so he doesn't. He has an NBA body already. He doesn't really need to grow into. Uh, shooting guard. Need to see how he does in summer league first, though. Mm-hmm. There's the clip today. Did you see the clip of him and um, Mitch one v oneing, and Mitch kind of got the best of him? Yeah. I think it shows more about how good Mitch is than RJ. That's yeah. That's what I was thinking. People was like, "Oh, this, this is your franchise player." The best defender on the team. But, come on. Mm-hmm. If he did that against someone like Knox, then I think he'd get a bucket. Again. And what do you – oh, bringing up Knox, what do you think Knox needs to do to kind of help out the squad this year? Because he, he didn't have a great shooting season this, uh, in 2018, 2019. I mean, he showed flashes. That game against the he scored 30, but he needs to be a much better shooter. That's really it. He shot 37% as a power forward. It's very rough. Yeah, I think also one assist a game that could go up too if he gets the ball more, gets more rebounds. If he averages like fifteen and six, maybe up the shooting, I think that would be a quality year. He has a really good basketball IQ. He just needs to get some of the tools to um, show more. <laughs> definitely, definitely. That's why they signed some of the vets, help him out yeah. for his development. All right, I'll pull up. It's about develop players, you know. I'll pull up the questions that we um that I tweeted out. So let's see if there's any next questions that didn't ask about Kevin Durant. Good questions. So uh, Whoopi Worshipper asked, "What did the Knicks do in the, in uh, this offseason?" Uh, I had tweeted out before free agency started. Right. And the. Uh, so are you? I'll, I'll, I'll kind of spin this question. Are you overall happy with the what the Knicks did? I'm happy with what they did since KD and Kyrie signed with Brooklyn. So you have to be happy with them not maxing out Tobias Harris or something like that. Signed good guys like Julius Randle. He's 24, fits the timeline, starting power forward. Wayne Allington, Taj Gibson, Alfred Payton. I like the signings, but. The big guy, the big guy they got this offseason was RJ Barrett, which people seem to forget. Yeah, he's the future of the franchise, at least now. Well, you never know with the Knicks because Kristaps was supposed to be that, Frank was supposed to be that, kinda. Um, but I think RJ is different than both of these guys, or both of those guys I mentioned. Well, maybe not Kristaps because Kristaps really did uh, is kind of a young star, but there's injury concerns. Injuries, the torn ACL, just too much, man. And he didn't want to be here. So, um, he won resign, so it's might as well trade him. So, Got the next gen first round picks for him, that's not terrible. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, I mean, well, that trade was made, um, at the time I was, I was kind of freaking out because it was uncertain whether we were getting those two max guys, and we ended up not. So, mm-hmm. but the trade ended up, I, I think, still okay because the picks and as long as DSJ uh, kind of hits his ceiling, uh, eventually. I do 
then I think yeah. it'll be okay. I think the trade will be great. Get Dennis Smith Jr. You can't focus on how Porzingis does in Dallas, though. You got to look at your own guys. You can't look at the Nets with how they do. You got to focus on developing your players. How Randall does, how Knox does, how Barrett does. That's huge. He could be rookie of the year. Yeah. Scoring on here. Number one option, probably. Yeah, I think Zion's in a better situation than RJ, all things considered, though. Yeah. So I, I think it's still going to go to. Uh, Still going to go to Zion. Because I don't love Zion as much as other people do, um, especially this first year. I think he's going to be a generational prospect. or Well, I should say not a generational prospect. But yeah. I, I, I think he's going to be really good. But there's some shooting concerns. I have some concerns with the size. But anyway. I think he might be. I I think if the if the Pelicans succeed, because uh, they really did. David Griffin did a damn good job surrounding him with guys that'll that'll fit with him and um, guys that'll fit with Alvin Gentry in general. But uh, anyways, let's move on to. I know you watch baseball, seeing by your shirt, uh, the Yankee shirt. So uh, I think some guy confused the Rangers with uh, the Texas Rangers. But since we're kind of short on questions, I'll throw this your way anyways. Do you think the okay. Rangers can hold off the Red Sox for the last wild card spot in the AL? I hope they do. I don't watch Texas. Uh, here, I'll, I'll jump in here. I'm more of a baseball guy. So the Rangers, uh, I think if they get past this month of July against all teams almost over 500 and against the division rivals, maybe I don't think I have the pitching depth and the offense depth to hold off the Red Sox, who are struggling, but they're also the Boston Red Sox who won 108 games last year. So let's not count the Red Sox out. Yeah, the bullpen's a big thing with the Red Sox. I think that's – they need to figure something oh, out. Oh, yeah. When Nathan Navaldi comes back, what he does is report that he will become the closer. So, there's that. Mm-hmm. But it's been atrocious. Well, actually, uh, I should introduce Joe, who is going to do the Rangers segment with me in about 10 minutes. So, um, that's him. Wave for the camera. Uh so we'll get we'll get him on in a few minutes, but we have a few. Yeah, we have one more question uh, for hindsight. So Michelle asks, do you think if the Knicks strike out on Durant, Kawhi, Kyrie, that they go after one year contracts for guys like Pat Bev, uh, Rondo, Lopez, or give someone like Tobias Harris or Middleton a max contract? So we'll spin this question too. Uh, I think Pat Bev would have been nice here. I, I like him as a player. Uh, but I don't. I don't think he would have. I don't think he would have came off the bench. And I think, um, like, it would have been too much money to put him off the bench. And I don't want him right. starting. Um, he wanted a big deal. He wanted like forty mil, three years. Yeah, but I, I like him as a player. So that 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 would probably wouldn't have working out. Uh, Rondo, no. <laughs> Rondo, no. He's still a free agent, but I don't see us signing him at all. Yeah, uh, Lopez uh, had signed back with the Bucks. But he would have been he would have been a nice big instead of Julius Randle. But um, you would have to put Mitch at the four, and that does I don't think that would really work out. Um, yeah, that bad fit. Mitch can't shoot. Doesn't need to, but he can't. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, who who's last? Oh, Tobias Harrison or Chris Middleton? Uh, they would have offered shooting, and Chris Middleton would have offered uh, defense, but um. That's. 
I, guys like Tobias Harris or Chris Middleton wouldn't make this team a playoff team. So there's no point of giving him a max contract. Yeah, I don't think um, – unless you're like the Sixers themselves or the Bucks, who they were such integral parts of – or in the Bucks case, Chris Middleton was such an integral part of their um, season. That's when you give him a max contract. But the Knicks um, – Knicks don't need to if their guys no, don't if if they're not superstars. Middleton and Harris are borderline all stars. They're not superstars. They wouldn't lead this team to the playoffs, so there's no reason to give them a max contract. You know. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. I, I think it's a situational um, situation. They like I said, but uh, I, that's all we have for the Knicks. I mean, uh, unless you want to add anything as parting th- uh, as uh, parting shots, but. Um, that's all I got. I mean, all I have to say is that they're not in win-now mode. This is a rebuild. It started last year. We're continuing it this year. And hopefully we can win like 30 to 34 games. All right. I'll see you later. See you. I'll put myself. All right, Joe. Ready to get uh, kick off with the Rangers? Let's do it. All right. So we'll start with Capo. Um, he was, he was the choice for me. I, I, I really wanted him. Uh, on the last garden party, I was singing his praises, praise be. Um, so why, why don't you talk a little bit about him? Cause I've given my thoughts on him to the listeners. Well, let's talk about Capocaco. He's 18 years old, six, two weighing at 192 from Sinlin. And honestly, he's the guy the Rangers could need. He's, uh, he's a right winger. He has experience playing center. He's way more – I think you've touched this on in your last podcast. He's way more physical than Jack Hughes. He averaged a point a game when he was playing with the TPS back in Finland, and I think he's going to be an overall great hockey player. I couldn't agree more. Uh, I'm not going to say he's better. He's going to be uh, – Bias in me is going to say he's going to be better than Jack Hughes, and I, I, I do like him more than Jack Hughes, and that's not bias because that was before the Rangers drafted him um, because of the physical profile. And I just – what stood out to me was just puck control, but that that's all been said before. Oh yeah, especially his performance in the in the World Juniors. He he let's let's be honest, he outperformed Hughes in every aspect. So agreed, agreed. Um, what did you think about the Rangers' other selections um, in the draft before we get into free agency? Um, I can't speak to all of them. Uh, well, the late rounds, I don't I don't need from you, but uh, um, some of the um, other ones. Um, I honestly, I can't speak to them. I didn't see most of them, but I know they took a couple defensemen and a couple of centers. So, uh, I don't think they'll make immediate impacts with the club, but uh, down the line, maybe, maybe some trade pieces. Again, can't really speak to it. That's, that's fine. I can't either. That's why I was asking you. Uh, <laughs> so we have the last question for, was a Rangers related question. And before we move on from, uh, Capo, I just want to, uh, kind of, wrap him up but and speaking of making immediate impacts with the club will Capocaco start with the first line uh with the big league team on the first line be a uh immediate impact on opening night yes and no I do believe he will start with the Rangers no doubt about that uh the first line that's a long shot again he's he's again we have to remember he's only 18 years old so the first line's a long shot. Definitely in the future, I do see him alongside Mika Zibanejad. But 
a first year? I don't think so. Yeah, I think the best fit is next to uh, Zbanejad. So um, I would like to see him there, and I think he's capable of it. But knowing the Rangers – actually, no, AV's gone. So hopefully David Quinn <laughs> David Quinn uh, wants, to, wants to start those young guys. And he, he did uh, kind of show that last season. But and Capo yeah, is a special. Uh, coach, so let's keep that in mind that he has. He that's why he's that's why he's here. He's had experience with younger kids, so maybe he values Capo more than we think he does. Maybe he will start him, but again, I don't see him on the first line. Yeah, and uh, he could also take Jimmy Vc's spot on the uh, the third or fourth uh, as a bottom six, not in the same style of play, but strictly on the line. Oh yeah, definitely. Again, Vc was traded. Uh, well, when did it say it's coming out today? He was traded the day of free agency to Buffalo for a third-round pick in 2021. Uh, originally from Buffalo. Very interesting. But uh, I definitely do see him eventually taking VZ's spot. Yeah. Uh, or at least for now. VZ, uh, he was supposed to be this uh, kid out of college who we, we signed up, and it was supposed to be like a steal that he didn't go to the Predators and he came to the Rangers. Kind of what like a Panarin or Kako was or is today, like the excitement uh-huh. of it, and it never really panned out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, uh, you mentioned how he played with uh with uh, Nashville and how he almost uh, he did play with Buffalo, but um, eventually coming to the Rangers and then going back to Buffalo. You said. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I just wanted to touch on that, but. Let's finally get to what everybody's here for. If you're listening for hockey, our Timmy Panarin. Um, yeah. There were some really, uh, really, really uh, conflicting reports. Uh, of course, the Panthers and then the Islanders and the Islanders offered him uh, $12 million and the Jackets offered him eight years, $12 million, uh, per. So there's, but he took a pay cut, a slight pay cut to come to New York and, uh, He's one of the best golf scores in the league, but say what you were going to say because I think you were about to say something. No, no, no I definitely agree with that. Uh, up, uh, I'm, I'm, I think I can speak all Ranger fans when we take a big sigh of relief that this is over because you can go days before he signed that there were four teams still going after him. with Florida, Columbus, and then the Islanders. But um, I think the I think what Jeff Gordon has done with his rebuild to make it go as fast as it has, I'm sure it attracts a lot of stars, so... I think he would take a little bit of a pay. He's still got seven years, eleven point six a year. Let's not forget that. But I believe I think he would take a pay cut, or he did take a pay cut, just to be with the Rangers and the good ownership. Yeah, it's for uh, four million dollars, or four uh-huh. uh, four hundred thousand dollars. So uh, yeah, I think Panarin. What the thing where Gordon and Slater uh, had released a letter when we traded uh, McDonough and JT Miller at the trade deadline uh, last year or two years ago. And they are saying, oh, we're sorry this had to go down. Like, we're, we're rebuilding. That's such a uh, New York thing to do. And then it, Sorry, you then, uh, it's I just said it's such a New York thing to do. Oh, yeah. To uh, address your fans like that. Because we are rowdy people, especially in the city. Uh, oh, especially in New York, in a big market. We're not used to teams rebuilding, especially if you look at – Let's look at a current team right now, the New York Mets. They can go through a rebuild, but again, because of the big market, they probably won't. Yeah, that's why um, it doesn't really go down that much. And the Rangers did it properly. It was a, it was kind of in the middle of a retool and the rebuild because they did trade their guys, uh, Zook, McDonough, Stepan, 
JT Miller, all the guys I mentioned. And these are guys that I hold close to my heart because it's when I started watching the Rangers. But it is what had to be done for the franchise. Um, and it worked out. Oh, yeah, 100%. And you could say that this is – you could call it successful already. I'm not going to call it successful until uh, someone's holding up a Stanley Cup. But you could also argue this is one of the greatest off-seasons in New York Rangers history, or at least what we can all remember, uh, just how they turned around. They weren't they weren't that bad last year, just the luck of getting the lottery. But, again, this, this could be one of the greatest off-seasons ever in Rangers history. Yeah, acquiring Adam Fox from Carolina, and then Jacob Truba also. Him, Adam Fox. And then Jacob Truba was also a big splash um, oh. uh, for an offensive defenseman. One of the Rangers' needs is defensemen at an at an elite level or an above average level uh, that are getting paid a lot. I mean, he is getting paid a lot, but he's also uh, worth. I think he's worth the money for now compared to like a Mark Stahl. Oh, yeah, 100%. And let's not forget over this past uh, Stanley Cup run, defense has been a black hole for this franchise. When we were going through those big playoff rounds and we made the Stanley Cup back in 14, defense was, we had no defense. And that was one of the biggest things that killed us, arguably one of the things that killed us. So getting a big offensive defenseman from Winnipeg for the 20th pick and Neil Pionk, I think that's the interesting thing I'm getting. And like you mentioned, he's offensive, 25 goals, 42 assists. That was the best year of his career. So it's really the icing on the game. Yeah. And like you were referencing big market, one thing that the uh, Rangers seemingly have uh, evidenced by Panarin coming is that they have guys who want to be here. Um, unlike the Knicks, they have guys who want to be in New York or want to play for the Rangers and want to... Yeah, I was, gonna, I was just going to say that. I'm like the Knicks. They can't seem to attract anyone. I think it's because of poor ownership and bad history. Yeah, well, James Dolan does own the Rangers, but he's not as involved in hockey as he is in basketball, uh, at least as a face of oh, the of franchise. Oh, yeah, I, def- I definitely think that Jeff Gordon has much more control over the Nick, uh, over the Rangers than whoever the Knicks jam is, whose name escaped from my head, then James, I believe James Dolan is way more involved in basketball. Yeah, so um, we touched on Truba, so I want to go to Blue Shirt, the guys over at Blue Shirt's Breakaway um, from SB Nation and, and them um, had put up a poll on Twitter. Do you think it's a uh, failure if the Rangers don't make the playoffs uh, this season? And this I don't want, yeah, I want to get your thoughts on it. And then if so, what do they need to do? Or if they don't, what do they need to do to make the playoffs? Uh, that's a complicated question because, again, they're still going through a rebuild. And yeah. if you ask me, I do think that they could sneak into a, to a playoff run because just because of the state of the Metropolitan Division. Uh, everything would have to go right. Kako would have to be everything he says he is. Panarin would have to perform at an even better level than what he's done last year. We need more improvement from Georgiev. We need Lundqvist to hold up. We need more improvement from Mika Zibanejan. So everything would need to go right. Um, if you were asking me based on right now, I'd say maybe. But again, it wouldn't be disappointing if they weren't. Just you want to see development from these players. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um you did. There has to be a lot of things that have to go right for the Rangers to. Uh, well, it depends on how the Metro shakes out because I think they could sneak into a second wild card spot, um, but that's about it. I don't think they're making unless they pull like a Colorado. I don't think they're making a jump to the number one spot in the. Yeah, uh, I definitely don't see that either. I see uh, Columbus. I don't think Columbus makes the playoffs. 
as much as the island, as good as the Islanders did last year, I don't see them repeating and doing as good as they did. Yeah, they lost uh, Robin Leonard. They they lost Rhett Leonard. They lost Adam Panarin. They re-signed Anders Lee. But still, I don't think it's enough to get to the highest point and what their goal is with Stanley Cup. I agree. Um, what do you think about the New Jersey Devils? Because they have Taylor Hall coming back. They acquired Subban. They have Jack Hughes. Um, in terms of the Metropolitan Division, what, what are your expectations for them? If you were to ask me the day after the draft, I would have said you were crazy if they were going to make the playoffs. Now, I think they're kind of in a similar situation with the Rangers. you got too bad to solidify the defense. Goaltending is still another black hole. I mm-hmm. uh, Kincaid, he's a flip of the coin every game. And um, Jack Hughes, again, if he's everything everyone says he is, uh, I, I, real, I don't see them slipping into the playoffs. Again, everything would have to go right, but I, I would do the Rangers over the Devils making the playoffs. All right, so if you don't see either of the Tri-State or any of the Tri-State teams um, making it, what? who are your three Metro teams? Because I know I asked you to kind of map that out. I don't know if you did that or not. Um. Yes, I did. I think I still have the Capitals uh, in first. Uh, you can't count the Penguins. I like the Hurricanes, and I don't necessarily think the Islanders won't make the playoffs. I don't think they'll go as far as they did, but the third spot would either be Carolina, Pittsburgh, and, or the Islanders. I think the Capitals, of course, locked it up. I, de- I definitely go uh, Washington, Pittsburgh, and Carolina. I'm with you on Pittsburgh. I'm with you on Washington. I'm trying to uh, see the Flyers. Yeah, I don't see the Flyers. So I'm going to say they Carolina. Well, Carolina lost Aho, so I don't know how much that's. Or did they yet? I, I think Montreal. No, I, gave... I think they matched his contract. They did. Okay, good. So uh, yeah, I'll throw Carolina in there because um, yeah, I'm with you on all of those. I think yeah, I don't think the Flyers. James Reiner, Reimer to solidify their goaltending, so that's always a plus for them. James Reiner, of course, is a veteran, playoff experience, so yeah, good for them. Um. Goaltending is kind of what lost them the uh, Eastern Conference Final. Oh, yeah, 100%. And they, they were a long shot, too. They were the kind of similar story to the Islanders. They weren't projected to be that good, but if the NHL being the NHL, you could go on a big run and not look back. So definitely fixing up the goaltending was their number one priority, and they did do that. Yeah. Um, if Columbus had kept Panarin, I think they could make a run at the third spot or, or uh, so, but... I'd, I'd agree. Actually, no, they lost Bob. So they, I, lost, um, they lost Big Bob, their goaltender. So, I, I I, mean, I'd agree, but I still don't think they'd be in a good place. Because they, they only got the fifth uh, spot in the Metro, which is a wild card spot. So, again, I don't – I wouldn't agree there. Yeah, that's uh, that's fair. Also, um, I don't know what Eunice Corpus Hollow can um, bring to the table quite yet. Because I did like him uh, as a kind of a uh, – heir to the throne for Bob, but um, it's kind of been a while since he was drafted and kind of brought to the system. So we'll see how that goes down. Mm -hmm. And then finally, I just want to get your thoughts on uh, Igor Shesjorkin. Okay, so about Igor is... um... All right, so... um... Shishnorkin, excuse me if I'm pronouncing his name right. He's our top goaltending prospect. Uh, most scouts call him the next Henrik Lundqvist. 
And uh, as, as long as he keeps developing, I do think that we'll eventually see him uh, in, a, in the Rangers uniform. I don't see him as a, um, uh, a piece they can use this year, I de- maybe towards the end, but definitely next year I can see him. And I think if they bring him up with Lundqvist, he'll definitely be a good mentor towards him. But I'm, de- I'm really excited about him. Yeah, I can't disagree with any, anything you said. I think he's uh, – because it's not like a giant situation where we had questions about uh, who's our next quarterback or who's um, who's going to replace Eli. It's it's kind of definite that Henrik Lundqvist is going to get replaced and Shesh Jorkin is going to come in and, and make, um, make him proud, hopefully. Yeah, I, I agree, and – He's done great down in the minors. Um, I can't speak to what league he was in exactly. I think he was in the KHL. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, it is. But um, he played for uh, St. Petersburg, and I'm looking it up. He uh, same percentage of 9.49. So uh, I'm definitely I, again. I'm really excited to see him in the, in uh, the NHL whenever it may be, and he'll definitely be a good cornerstone to this team. Can't yeah, like I said, can't disagree with anything you're anything you're saying. So um, <laughs> let's kind of. Wrap this up with a general outlook on the Rangers this year in terms of success or um, not success, depending on how you feel about them. But looking forward to 2019, 2020, what are you thinking about the New York Rangers? What we're looking for from them, of course, is uh, player development. You have to remember we're still in a rebuilding stage and we can't get carried away with trying to make the playoffs and trying to rush these players. So if you ask me, I want to see – development from a few players. Capo Kako is my main one. I want to see him develop into a good uh, first-line right winger and take the NHL by storm. I want to see Mika Zibanejad take over the first-line center and prove that he can be a cornerstone in this franchise. I want to see more improvement from Georgiev. I want to see more mentorship from Lundqvist. And most importantly, I want to see David Quinn turn into a big-time NHL manager and show how he can guide guide the way for this team to another championship. Okay, so uh, yeah, player development, right? And it's and it's not going to be a big problem signing Panarin because one, he's twenty seven. I mean, I know it's a seven year deal, but we have at least three to four more years of him being the elite goal scorer he is, uh, uh-huh. the sniper type that he is. So there's no yeah. rush to get anything done this year in terms of going deep into the playoffs. Obviously, exactly. And then, exactly. secondly, we have a bunch of contracts coming off the books by twenty twenty one. Hank Stahl, uh, assuming uh-huh. Brennan Smith stays down in the AHL, uh, that's also money off the books. Kreider is event. Kreider's coming off soon. Uh, I would like if we could get something for him. If we're, if I would like if we can move him. Uh, if we yeah. are gonna move on from him, uh, obviously. But, uh, yeah, what do you th- – uh, actually, I don't want to surprise you or anything, but uh, before we're done here, what do you think about Kreider and what, what the Ranger, what his Rangers future holds? You say Kreider? Yeah. With Kreider, so I kind of want to let the season play out to see where he goes. I wanted to start with his team because um, we, we, I definitely want to see him start with the team. And then as the season progresses, if we're still out of it by, let's say, the trade deadline, then – definitely flipping for a pick but if we're hovering around 500 and the metro divisions as bad as we anticipate i want to see him stick around and go on a playoff run with these guys yep again can't disagree with you it's a good good performance on the on the clubhouse sports podcast for you joe uh 
You want to plug your socials before I let you go? Instagram, Twitter. Uh, sure. Sure. I'm uh, on Twitter at, uh, I don't know exactly, at, uh, uh, hold on, hold on, sorry, 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 sorry. At, um, okay, here. Um, fucking, sorry, I'm sorry, I'm swearing. No, you're good. You're good on everything. You're fine. Joe Morales underscore. All right. And then Instagram is Jomo, right? Yes, sir. All right. Hope you enjoyed your your guest appearance on the Clubhouse Sports Podcast. Yes. Thank you, Frank. You may be brought back for some Giants stuff, maybe some Rangers stuff in the future. Same goes for uh, Jonah in terms of the Giants and the Knicks. So uh, I'll see you guys in terms of the audience. in a couple days with Juju Smith-Schuster of Film Room episode on him. Uh, Looking forward to that, but peace out.